Hey, what's up, good people? It's Jay Ray, the co-host of Q Points, and I wanted to come to you because there are two really important ways that you can support our show. One is by subscribing to it wherever you listen to or watch your podcast. Q Points is pretty much everywhere. The other thing that you can do is you can visit us on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, and on Podchaser, and you can leave us a star rating. Please rate us five stars because you know you love Q Points. And on Apple Podcasts and on Podchaser, you can actually leave us a written review. It's not required, but it really does help to spread the word about the show and it helps people to discover it as they're looking for new podcasts to listen to. We're always appreciative of you supporting Q Points. We thank you so much for all that you've done for us so far and enjoy the show. Good evening and welcome back to another episode of Q Points. I am Sir Daniel. And my name is Jay Ray, sometimes known by my government as Johnny Ray Cornegay III. What is happening, good folks? This is Q Points, your safe space for unlimited discussions about Black music, Black creatives, and just the dope stuff that we do all the time. And you know what, Jay Ray, it's, first of all, Let's check in with each other. How are you feeling today? I am amazing. I am on the road, as you can see. I'm not in my normal spot. Uh, mm. Hopefully, I'll get a chance to see you in person soon, because, Sir Daniel, I'm in the area. I'm in the Atlanta, Georgia vicinity, you know? I felt something in the air shift. <laughs> I felt some, something in the atmosphere was different. So that's what it was. You're in the neighborhood, basically. I am in the neighborhood, and so I am feeling really good. How are you feeling? I am wonderful. Um, the weather has been amazing. It's been a little temperamental lately, but we're getting to that point where it's starting to stabilize. We were in the upper 70s, almost 80s today, and you know what that means. Like Last year, we were talking about, first of all, can you believe it's almost been a year of doing Q points? <sighs> This is crazy. This we are, we will be at 50 shows next week, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're almost there and last year we were talking about summertime jams and riding around mm -hmm. uh what kind of songs to play during the summertime, what's our favorite songs to play in the car. Well, Dr. Fauci, good old Dr. Fauci got on Beyonce's internet and said that we are made the statement that we are no longer in pandemic phase, pandemic phase of COVID-19 anymore. So, you know, of course, people have, have really not been waiting for a Dr. Fauci. People been outside. But Jerry, are you personally, are you ready to brave the elements of outdoor concerts? Oh, okay. I have lots of thoughts about this. Mm -hmm. I think Let's the go. simple answer is no. Mm. So I was even thinking, right, of I was I've been out and about and I've been a little more lax with my mask, which is 
I think it's a thing that people fall into, right? Because yeah. it's like, eh, ain't nobody doing it no more, whatever, whatever. Of course, now I've just talked to two people today that are that have COVID. Mm, okay. Two people today, right? So, no, I am not prepared <laughs> to kind of brave and kind of get out there in completely. But here's the other fear, though. It's so easy, Sir Daniel, to not get back out there and to just kind of like, you know what? I'm going to stay in the house. I'm going to not do it. It's not safe. And the question is, when will it ever be? It'll never be what it was. Like, it just is not going to be. So the question becomes, what do we do now? So that's where I'm at with it. What about okay. you? So like you, you know, I've slipped up and I I went raw and raw dog, you know, without a mask a couple times since I've been here. Um, you know, at work, um, you know, mostly in stores, I keep my mask on. And but as far as uh, events are concerned, like I don't know, I, I'm I, I'm iffy about it myself. Uh, now, what I have done in in all transparency. At certain gigs, mm -hmm. I do take it off. Mm -hmm. um, I do miss, I, I, I do like the idea of, of gigging again. And there are certain venues that that are have a lot of ventilation or are outdoors that I'm really looking forward to playing in those types of places. Certain places, not so much. But I, I, I find myself being very selective about what I'm doing, um, especially when it comes to gigs. And um, I'm going to stick to that. You know, I, like you said, we can be so cautious to the point where we never do anything mm -hmm. and nothing gets done. But still, you know, we still got to err on the side of caution because, like you said, COVID is, all, is always standing right there to be like, hey, remember me? <laughs> I'm still here. Just thought I'd let you know, just to give you a, a quick reminder. So, yeah, um, the outdoor concerts, though, it, like I said, they've they've been back. They're in full effect. Yeah. They're in full effect, and uh, it doesn't seem like people are too pressed about it. Mm -hmm. You know, here in Georgia, we have hundreds of outdoor venues, including like Chastain Park mm -hmm. and. Uh, Wolf Creek Amphitheater, Lakewood Amphitheater. We've got several um, benchmark events in the uh, Atlanta area, like One Music Fest, mm -hmm. Midtown Music, um, Sweet Auburn, Spring Fest, Sweet Water, Atlanta Jazz Festival, mm -hmm. the Imagine Oops Oops Fest, you know, <laughs> that goes on out there. So there is no shortage of outdoor activity here and across the, the country. And for all intents and purposes, I think because they're outdoors, that people are less likely to be, are more likely to throw caution to the wind and say, you know what, let's go for it. Yeah. And I think, you know, we got Trey, shout out to Trey right there in the chat. It's just like, hey, listen, I went to, you know, an outdoor concert. It was a her concert, good concert, I'm sure to go to. And was like, hey, he was nervous, but he decided that he was going to enjoy himself. I think a lot of us are in the place of, you know what, let's just go for it. I will say 
yeah, at a at an outdoor venue, I would be more inclined to be maskless. The last the last concert I went to, which was um, about three or four weeks ago, um, was indoors, and I did have my mask on there. And I would say maybe twenty percent of the crowd had a mask on. Um, so I was like, Ooh, I don't know. Let me, let me put it on. But I do think at an outdoor venue, I would be more open to it. And to, and that's, I think the beautiful thing about festivals as well. I mean, there's, we can get into a lot of stuff about festivals, but I think one of the beautiful things about festivals is that you do are outdoors for the most part for most festivals. And, um, there's just more room to spread out. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, for the most part, unless you're deciding that you want to be down front, you know, and that's that's a whole other ball game. That's never going to be me. So, <laughs> no. So it's funny you say that. Okay. So, um, it just made me think of uh, uh, an outdoor festival memory that I had. <laughs> I think the last outdoor joint that I went to was One Music Fest, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and this was several years ago. Um, I was taken by my best friend because it was my birthday around my birthday mm-hmm. and if i'm not mistaken <laughs> lauren hill was the headliner i remember this <laughs> and um i just remember <laughs> i just remember telling it was my friend daryl i just remember telling him he was so excited to see lauren hill and oh what happened was i had seen her earlier in the summer at um afropunk mm-hmm. in brooklyn Another outdoor venue, another outdoor concert. And I told him, I said, listen, manage your expectations. There's going to be a lot of, how can I say this? There's going to be a lot of hand gestures. <laughs> speeding it up. And speeding it at her talking back to the band like, hey, hey, speed it up, speed it up. And a lot of, you know, a lot of um, manic behavior on stage because true to uh, Lauren Hill folklore, she's out. She was like an hour late. <laughs> and he was like, oh, no, oh, no, that's not going to happen. She's going to be fine, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I was the time went by. We had gone walking around. There was, you know, it's a true, legit festival. There's things to see, places to eat on the campgrounds. And then it was time for her to go on. He was like, come on, let's get back to our seats. I, I don't want to miss Lauren. And I gave him that, child, you ain't going to miss Lauren. We can, <laughs> we can casually walk back to our seats. Because I promise you, she's not going to be on time. And he was like, oh, don't say that. She's going to be on time. An hour later, we were sitting there and they finally, she finally got to the stage. And what does she do? She <laughs> runs out there doing like a, um, a 120 BPM pace of her whole show. And she did exactly what I said. And, ha- and Daryl was in stitches because she legit said everything I said she was going to say. And she did the hand gestures, the speeded up hand gestures. And it was just true to form. I enjoyed it because I was laughing at him laughing at the whole situation. So <laughs> that just, uh, you unlocked a, a memory when it came to One Music Fest. And I know that you enjoyed that particular um, series uh, because you have memories attached to it as well. I have so many memories attached to One Music Fest and just shout out to them. So I'm going to put up this picture and I'm going to describe what's happening here. And I have a lot of One Music Fest pictures, which are really cool. But this is my first One Music Fest. So this is actually a picture of me. You see me there. 
Child, I am in it. I'm going to tell you what was happening. This is the second one music fest. So you will notice now, I just said something that you don't ever have to worry about me being down front. But in this instance, it was the second one music fest. So it wasn't that big. Right. So being down front wasn't like a big deal. It wasn't like a huge venue. Um, And so it's crazy to think about one music fest today because now it's huge. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Then it was maybe four or five hundred people there. You know, it was it was a it was a pretty small event. So what is beautiful about that memory? Two things. One, I was singing to um, this is 2011. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. singing my heart out to Clearly. the foreign exchange. The foreign <laughs> exchange were on stage and they were performing joints from Authenticity, which is their their third album. And I really enjoyed that record. Mm-hmm. I thought there was some of the really stellar songwriting. So I was singing my heart out along with Fonte as they were on stage. But here's the other beautiful thing about that picture. In about three or four years later, I was working for a big corporation at the time <laughs> that shall remain unnamed. <laughs> Not for anything bad, but just no. Then, and unless they cut a check. Unless they cut a check. We went through this big hiring phase, right? Where we hired a bunch of people and there's a bunch of people that are going to be working in my department, whatever, whatever. So we went through this big hiring thing. Well, we hired these, these folks. <laughs> Two of the people that were in that picture like three years later, worked in my department. I didn't know them. And it was crazy when I went back, like, because you know how memories come up on Facebook. The memory of One Music Fest from 2011 came up and I looked at the picture and I pulled it up on my phone at work and I was like, look at y'all right next (laughs) to me years before we ever met in person. That's amazing. Yeah. Jerry, you, you're going to have to post that picture on Instagram because let me say this. The pose that J-Ray is hitting in that picture is true to J-Ray form because every single, whether it's house in the park mm-hmm. or a concert, that is J-Ray in, in J-Ray form. Hand on heart, like head up to the sky and having a moment that if you know J-Ray, you know that it's true to him. And that's a very, very real moment. And um, yes, thank you for sharing that. <laughs> because I think that's the thing about outdoor concerts. And it's just a moment for people to release um, and see their favorite musicians up close and personal. There, I really do believe there is something a tad bit more magical about outdoor concerts, especially when the sun goes down. And, you know, the lights have the effect that they have. And it just heightens the moment of that particular experience. I will say, um, oh, gosh, I lost my train of thought. But, um, but yes, that um, with regards to outdoor concerts. But um, let's do this. So there's a tweet I shared with you earlier this week, Jeremy, <laughs> which I thought was hilarious. Um, because it was from... Essence Fest. <laughs> Essence Fest said, hey, fam, we see y'all in the desert this weekend in your short sets. Please be sure you keep that same energy 
June 30th to July 3rd for the Essence Fest. Come where you're celebrated, not tolerated, tickets in bio. No shade, no shots from Essence Fest, right? It was a little shade. It was a little shade. <laughs> I detected a little bit of shade um, to, um, to Coachella. Yeah, man, listen. The absolute Essence Fest has earned every right they have been putting on festivals that center Black artists since 1995 mm-hmm. and have emerged as one of the biggest and most well-attended weekend-long festivals that are not just the festival. You have speaking engagements. You have books. You have you have all of these other experiences. And it's in New Orleans. You know what I'm saying? Right. One of the most magical and blackest places on earth, you know? So, yes, you know, folks is spending all their money to go to Coachella, child. Y'all need mm-hmm. to be spending that money and going yeah, to Essence. Essence. So, but let me say two, two. So, two things about that: the um, the whole Essence Fest tweet, the shot to Coachella. Oh, it's more so. It's not even a question. It's an opinion of mine. Mm-hmm. There is not an artist that Coachella can book that can top. The moment that was Baychella. There isn't anything else. There is nothing else to see here. Like, literally, Brianna could have her baby on that stage. And it will not top Baychella. Mm-hmm. There is nothing. I think they really kind of... Like, they really should... <laughs> they really should sue her. Because it's like, there's no reason to see... There's nothing else to see here. Because I don't have to go to Coachella. I can turn on Netflix and look at Baychella or um, download it and watch it at any time because nothing will top that performance ever, ever. There's no reason for, for me personally, this is an I statement, I will not be going to Coachella because the moment has already passed. I will not be able to see Beyonce in concert in live at uh, Coachella ever again because that's a done deal. You know, that's real. Like, um, homecoming, it's so funny that we call it Baychella. Like, <laughs> homecoming, I'm sorry. Homecoming. No, no, no. But it, no, but that's appropriate, though. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, truly, Queen came to, like, slay that entire thing. Not only, um, we should, we probably actually end up needing to do a show just on homecoming alone. Because the amount of black history and black culture that landed at that festival the year that she appeared is just unmatched and you're absolutely right you know it's funny uh reading that Billie eilish was like i'm sorry y'all i'm not beyonce and billy was apparently great she was apparently she was yeah she fine. apparently was a, the performance they everybody was like yo Billie eilish was 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 stellar but she was also really clear I'm not Beyonce, so let's get that out the way. Right. And so I think when we take the idea of having these big festivals that do invite us to perform, and that's great, because we do want to be able to go into those venues and bring all of the beauty of who we are into those spaces. And we also have to find ways to support stuff like Essence. Only reason I haven't been to Essence Festival yet is because, baby, I got to save up the Essence. Like, it is it's not, not cheap. 
It's it is done. not cheap. But I think, but I really do believe that it's well worth it. Just Absolutely. looking. First of all, they incorporated uh, Essence Fest into a whole movie. Like a whole movie was built around Essence Fest. So that's how important it is to the community. Mm-hmm. And so um, there was a second point I wanted to make about um, the whole Coachella thing. Mm-hmm. I'm a man of a certain age, and this goes to, uh, goes um, for all outdoor concerts and outdoor venues. I'm a man of a certain age, and um, I require assigned seating. I require assigned seating. Me standing up in dirt and sand and don't let it rain, that's not going to work for me. I, I I love the kids. They seem to enjoy it, especially when it gets rainy and muddy and whatnot. That's <laughs> wonderful. That's cute for them. But I need to be in the covered area, and I need to be close to the indoor plumbing. I'm not doing um, porta potties. Sorry, this big body does not do well in porta potties. Sir Daniel, you have said <laughs> a word. Listen, 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 folks. I love supporting my artists, I do. And because I love music. That's why we're here. We're here yeah. to do cue points because this is what we love. But let me tell you something. I'm right there with Sir Daniel. I need a covered area because I get hot. And I need to sit down. You know what I'm saying? I can't yeah. stand there all day. I've been there, done that. It was amazing. I need to sit down. And I also need access to indoor plumbing and if I need a water, I don't want to have to walk a mile to get the water. I just want to get my water and come back to where I'm at. Listen, there are things that at this big old age of almost 45 <laughs> that outdoor concerts and big old festivals just don't do it the same way they used to do it. When I was young and and, and spry, and yeah. <laughs> it was fine. <laughs> It was fine, you know. You don't pay. You don't mind paying that for that ten dollar water, and walking um, ten minutes, pushing your way through the crowd. But yeah, at this big age, it's like, mm, let me. I need a sign seating. I need, you know, I need. As a matter of fact, give me my laminate that says I'm a VIP. VIP. Because I, I, I need room. I need room. <laughs> I need room. I'm and at we're putting, the age of VIP. We're putting it out right now. We're putting it. Air, thank you, Trey. Air conditioning and restrooms. Facts, <laughs> facts, facts. And we're putting it out right now. You will see cue points. You will see J. Ray and Sir Daniel live at somebody's festival for their podcast um, pavilion, podcast performances, because that's the thing now, and I'm calling, I'm putting it out in the atmosphere. Now, we got the Roots Fest, uh, picnic coming up. We're going to be a part of that. We're going to be a part of all of the outdoor festivals. Mark my words. All day. Like, that is actually a huge, big dream. Sir Daniel and I have talked about this. So, yes, we are cluing you in on one thing that we truly do want to do because we have such a love for outdoor festivals and also understanding that there's like stuff that we can't do (laughs) at the age that we are. But what we can do is we can get up on that stage and give you an amazing podcast at a festival. And so, yeah, call us up. up. (laughs) up. We're putting it out there. I do. There is one, there are, is one group of people that I do feel for the most. Mm -hmm at outdoor festivals, J-Ray. And that is my sisters. My sisters that chose self-violence 
when they left the house in heels to go to an outdoor festival. I listen, I get it. I get I get there's a look. <laughs> and y'all nobody does it like you. Nobody does it like black women at all. But I just sometimes I look and I just feel for them. I'm like, I know her feet are killing her. Bless her heart. I know she wants to sit down real bad. And it's just really, yeah, you and your homegirls are really feeling it right now. And you can see when the let out, the mm-hmm. whole, when the let out is letting out, you can see it in their faces that each step is just a the face, the pain of pain on their face. And I just really feel for y'all. But I just want you to know that Sir Daniel does not think less of you if you decide to wear a pair of J's. Or, and if that's not, or some sketchers, I will not judge you. I will embrace you and I will look at you and I will give you the thumbs up like, hey, I know you can find some sketchers that'll match your outfit too. It, it, it's not something that, it's not far-fetched at all, at all. And and to sum that up, be care- you know, you got to be comfortable. So we're going outside. So we outside okay. again, y'all. Um, You know, make sure that you are hydrated and you are comfortable. Yes. Especially hydrated. It is so easy when you are at outdoor festivals to like drink a little too much because, you know, you around a bunch of people. It's a whole thing. But make sure that you are staying hydrated and that you are comfortable. So not just drinking, J. Ray. They're not just drinking these days, too. And listen, I'm not judging none of that either. Make sure so, okay, okay, so we probably need to come up with a list of things that people need to do. Yes, a survival kit. A survival kit. So if you are doing something other than drinking and other than smoking weed, right? Party favors. Party favors. If you are doing that, make sure that you have people that are with you that can also check in on you because... What we also know is sometimes you can forget to have your water. So you need to have your friend there to be like, you need to drink water because you know what I'm saying? So listen, get out there, be comfortable. Sir Daniel, you mentioned a festival that I wanted to talk about real quick because it's in Philly. You mentioned the Roots Picnic. Yes. The one that we're going to be at. The one that we're going to be, the one that we're going to be at. Well, not, not in 2022, but 2023. Call us y'all. Yes. So listen, um, it's funny that we we opened this with you telling your Lauren Hill story because <laughs> one of my favorite Lauren Hill uh, post miseducation. Well, I guess we're all post miseducation at this right. point, <laughs> but post like late '90s, early 2000s, Lauren Hill. My favorite performance was her performance at the Roots Picnic in like 2013 or so. I'll find a link to it and post it in the um in the description. But it. Listen, let's talk about who's going to be there this year. First of all, it's Mary J. Blige with The Roots. I want to hear that. Like, I, Mary J. Blige. You we're doing a Mary J. Blige show, by the way, on May 12th. I think our May 12th, yeah. I think that's the date, is our Mary J. Blige show. So we're going to have a special guest. So tune in for that. It's going to be dope. Mm-hmm. But Mary J. Blige with The Roots. Jasmine Sullivan. Come on. Uh, come on. Um, Kamasi Washington, if you for my jazz, my jazz heads out there, I'm sure Bruce Phillips is like, I know exactly. Mm-hmm. Kamasi Washington. It's gonna be amazing. So um, you got this whole jam session. 
with it's the Soul Quarians jam session with Keisha Cole SWV and music. That's gonna be sick. Crazy. That's gonna be crazy. So who's going to the it's in Philly? Um I've considered, I'm considering going okay. to the Roots picnic. There's been so much going on in life. I'm 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 afraid to buy tickets to anything. Yeah. But um listen, the tickets are not bad. And I definitely well, child, the via. Well, the 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 VIP silver sold out. So you either could get the regular or you could get the highest level. So listen, if somebody want to give us a gift, you can send us go, to the Roots Picnic. Go on and gift a gift us to that. Pull the trigger. You know you got it. But let can we talk about that though? Like ticket prices mm-hmm. in general. There was a time I remember, you know, paying maybe $15, $20 for a ticket to mm-hmm. a show. Ticket prices have become, you got to take out a payday loan for ticket prices now. I mean, granted, they come with all kinds of perks, you know, if that's important to you. But, like, honestly, Jerry, how much are you willing to pay for a, a ticket these days? That's a hard cut. You are absolutely right. Um, Because I'm even looking <laughs> at the prices for like the general admission and I'm like, whew, you got to really want to, because then you're obligated to maximize, the you know, the yeah. amount of time that you spend at the concert needs to be equivalent to the amount of money that you've spent to get in. Right. And so you have to weigh all of these things. But OK, so there's a couple of things that are coming to mind. One. Um, artists, thankfully, (laughs) are recognizing that, you know what, listen, if I'm going to be doing, my money is coming from me performing, right? So more and more artists are, I'm sure, recognizing the value in their worth, right? So it costs more to put on a show. And the shows have gotten more sophisticated. You got to have Wi-Fi access. You got to have... You know, you got to have certain things in place to be able to even do a big festival now. Because back when we first started going to festivals, Sir Daniel, remember when um, freaking Woodstock 99 happened? And it was just like, that was crazy. A sea of humanity. A sea of humanity. And so there's things now that we recognize that are required that have to be paid for. So all of that stuff ends up trickling into the ticket price. I do think that, um, and maybe this is something that folks can do, is begin to think about what summer experiences you want to have and begin paying on them (laughs) a year in advance. Listen, I know quite a few people that, you know, quite a few of my um, social media friends, they listed down. They're like, oh, we're going to this, this, and this. I'm like, well, what do you do? <laughs> what kind of job you got? They, play, I mean, they plan. I guess they're people who are planning, they, you know? I, you know, you're absolutely right, and I'm not mad at it. It's mm-hmm. um, If that's something that you love to do, you should absolutely start planning for it and, you know, maybe create some type of account for it say put aside a credit card specifically for you know your concerts and your um you know your ex- ex- expenses for concerts i know people that go out of town mm-hmm. 
for to see a particular artist, which is a whole nother, you know, you're adding a flight, which anything can happen on the air, airlines these days. Mm-hmm. But it, I don't know. It just lends to that experience. And it's so funny that people still want to go to concerts now that you literally if somebody's there with their cell phone, you can literally see the concert in real time because people don't, for most part, they spend the whole time watching the concert through the lens of their phone. And they're recording the, they're recording the whole, whole show instead of being in a moment. Sir Daniel, you know, I wrote a piece about that many years ago. I will find the link and put it in the description. Y'all, actually, one of the greatest... Uh, hosts to ever do it, Dres the Beatnik, mm-hmm. um, who was hosting that one music fest in 2011, too, by the way, um, right. once said from the stage how important it is to just be in the moment that you're in versus recording it. So I wrote a piece about <clears throat> being a short person in the <laughs> middle of a you know where I'm oh, going. Being a short person in the middle of a sea of cell phone, you don't understand. I don't you know. You and know. I have feelings. Or I have feelings too. But please go ahead. I'm yes. gonna let you finish. Being a short person in the middle of a crowd with a sea of cell phones, <sighs> y'all. I know. I know. I know. You want to capture this moment. First of all, the moment that you capture is probably not gonna be that good. You know what I'm saying? It ain't gonna sound good. It probably ain't gonna look good. You know what I'm saying? You're probably never going to look at it again. You know, it's probably just going to be as good as it is for that Instagram story, that 15 mm-hmm. seconds. But I promise you, you have just blocked somebody's view. <laughs> so I do think getting to a space where I'm not saying people do whatever you're going to do with your phone. Like you do whatever you're going to do with your phone, but remember to also experience the concert that you're at. Because then when you think of the summer of soul, how those people had to go back to those memories and the feelings those memories brought back for them. But if you're recording it the whole time, you can't experience it Mm -hmm. because of, you know, you're focused on another thing. You're focused on um, posting for social media. So I have feelings. Jay Ray and I are are on the complete end of the spectrum. Well, I don't want to make him sound like a midget. No, but both I'm way shorter than you. Jay Ray is way shorter than I am. And we have different experiences at these um, at events, period, indoor or outdoor. <clears throat> Typically, what happens to me is I'm I'm that guy. I like to show up. Um, especially if there's no assigned seating, I like to show up uh, early, stake my claim on a on an area where I feel comfortable. It might be somewhere where I can lean against and I can get comfortable and I'm ready for the show. And without fail, people tend to gather around me. And for whatever reasons, people like to stand directly in front of me where I've had to ask people not to, to watch where they stand because they stand on my feet. And for whatever reason, they feel like because I'm tall that they can, I don't know, that, that they find sanctuary under me or something. I don't know what it is. 
but that is one of the most annoying feelings of being a tall person at a concert, especially if don't want, you know, if your song comes on and you want to move and you want to sway, there's really people for whatever reason, they don't give us enough room. And so, yes, I want to see, I want to see as well what's going on. And that's why I got here early so I could be here in this spot. You need to do the same so that you don't have to stand in front of or stand on my feet in order to enjoy the concert. And that's another reason why I like to advocate now. I'm advocating now that I <laughs> that I get assigned seating because I don't want to go through that anymore. I want to be a and even with assigned seating, now tell me, are you are you team sit in your seat and enjoy the show or are you team I'm standing up as soon as I hear my song and I'm standing up throughout the whole song? I am team, but you know, I like to dance. So um, I actually enjoy, okay, it depends on the show. So I watch, I prefer to watch um, certain genres seated. Okay. Because it, because I'm paying attention in a different way. Um, You, it's, like jazz. Okay. So if I'm if I'm if I'm attending a jazz concert, oh yeah. I'm probably more inclined to want to sit. You know what I'm mm. saying? Because it's it's a different listening experience. Um but if it's something else, some other genre, rock, hip hop, R&B, I'm going to get up out my joint and I'm going to be <laughs> in it. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to be, you know, dancing. Mm-hmm. Don't let the band be kicking. I, Cause you know I gotta talk, and I gotta talk to the people. You know yeah. I'm talking to them. I've been telling okay. them to sing and stuff. You know. Gotcha, gotcha. I get it. I get it. It's you know it's one of those things where when when everybody sits down and and then you're like, oh man, I just really want to sit down and enjoy the song. But everybody stood up, so you have to, you have to do the obligatory standing up so you can. Join the crowd and see because when people are standing in front of you, you can't see anything. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's just, you know, going out to enjoy music, live music and live concerts is definitely a social experiment Mm -hmm. that we, everybody should experience at some point. And I kind of wanted to touch on the whole safety thing again. Let's. Um, We are, I still think about what happened Mm-hmm. Um, with the Travis Scott um, concert and how that was a very frightening. It made mm-hmm. I, it made me claustrophobic just looking at it and and listening to the stories of people. Mm-hmm. And I just really hope that people, are, you know, that a lot more safety measures are put in place mm-hmm. because, like we said, people are out. Like Coachella was. Coachella was pat filled to the rim. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was nothing happened, mm-hmm. but people are still going to be coming out, and it's like, God, please, you know, let's make sure nothing else like that happens again. And again, that's why I advocate for seating because <laughs> that's not going to happen to me. Mm-hmm. I refuse. But you know, again, it's a big social experiment that we should all experience at one point in our lives and I'm thinking about what's the fit what song comes to your mind when you think of outdoor it doesn't necessarily have to be a concept but when you think of outdoor festivals what's the song that puts you in an outdoor music mood 
Um, definitely, um, like a before I let go puts me in an outdoor festival mood. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my God, there's uh there's a so there's some joints that just kind of yeah, I think that's it's actually mostly old school R and B stuff that puts me in like outdoor festival like moods that I'm going to see like an Isley Brothers or uh, like groups like that, that kind of evoke that for me. So any in that vein, put me in that, like I think of September by like Earth, Wind and Fire, you know what I'm saying? And being able to sing along with different generations, right? Mm -hmm. To these songs that you know. Um, But real quick, I want to ask you that question. But before I, I do that, I wanted to touch on the safety um, piece because you of course we've been talking about summer of soul and remember there was a point in summer of soul where when sly and the family stone was getting ready to come up and they were doing the rushing uh, and yeah. he had to say from the stage hey hey i need y'all to stop <laughs> or we can't go on with the show but so what the the rushing i've never experienced it mainly because at big shows i don't like to be like in the mix like that i just need yeah. more freedom um, but it's not a new thing. And so I am, you are absolutely right, Sir Daniel. I want folks to, um, remember to be mindful of the people around them and take care of folks. And I want the performers, and I know everybody's hyper-conscious about this now, to be like, I need to at least see the crowd and know what's going on so that I can control it. So mm-hmm. I just wanted to 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 big that up and, and back you up with that safety piece. But for you, Sir Daniel, what song, song or songs bring up like outdoor events for you? It's I, I agree with um your whole list, but in addition to that, um Janelle Monet's um screwed. From the Dirty Computer um, album, which she just just celebrated an anniversary, and um, yeah, screwed. First of all, the album when it came out, it was it ran my whole summer. I I played the album throughout the whole summer, but screwed just really all, just made me think of outdoor festivals. I even think um, festivals are part of a lyric um, that. It just gives me that outdoor feel, that feeling of freedom and um, just reckless abandon. Even at my big age, you know, I still get those feelings sometimes. Just, you know, you want to throw your head back and just enjoy a moment, you know. And But definitely that Janelle Monae. Um, uh, you know, a song that, an uh, underrated song for me that makes me think of summertime and well, it's called summertime, and think of summertime and at an outdoor cu- concerts, especially for in the hip hop vein, is Dougie Fresh's "Summertime." Oh, I knew you were going there. That's a great one. It's so underrated. It mm-hmm. it, it, it's, it's, it samples that tonight is summertime. It's our time tonight. That's like <laughs> that's the, that's the call for me. That's yeah. like. It's, that just opens up, ushers in the season for me. But yeah, definitely those two songs put me in the feeling and the mode of I'm going to enjoy a outdoor concert. And ah, uh, oh, I just had another memory. I'm sorry. No, please. Um, Chastain Park. First of all, Chastain is not one of my favorite venues because it is a heat bowl. 
it is kind of it's it's literally <laughs> in it's literally in a sunken bowl. Right. And when I tell you, you will be there five minutes in your in your good linen suit, and you will be drenched because it gets so hot in there. But I'll never forget I saw Aretha Franklin. No, it was Aretha Franklin was on the bill, but I believe it was Angie Stone that opened up and the power went out. Wow. The power went out. But when I tell you that did not stop the performance on stage, I'm talking about hand claps, voices loud enough. You can hear them crisp throughout the whole amphitheater. And that, that was just a, an amazing moment and a testament to seasoned performers that, yes, okay, the power might have gone out, but we're gonna we still gonna perform for y'all and I'm gonna sing at the top of my top of my lungs and give y'all a show. You know, that actually brings up wow. Um, I forgot about this. So it's another one music fest, actually. Uh, another one music fest moment. So this was as One Music Fest started to grow and um, they got to a point where they had like two stages. Mm-hmm. And um, Erica Badu was coming to do a DJ set that year. That was when she was kind of starting to do more of the DJ sets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she came and she... <laughs> so of course, Erica, Erica, Erica be slow too, like to get out onto the stage. So folks was waiting yeah. for, for Erica. And then she walked out on the stage. She said, all right, y'all, my computer broke. <laughs> so, and then Pete Rock was there. And if you're going to need somebody to help you out, Pete Rock was there. So there was an NPC and Pete Rock just started banging out beats on the NPC. And Badu just started doing Badu joints over random beats by Pete Rock. And it was the best moment ever because it's just like, this is what you do when the thing you came here to do don't work. (laughs) <laughs> you know what? Shout out to Lowdown Loretta Brown. That's mm-hmm. her DJ name, right? Yep. You know, she's an innovator. You yep. got to give it to her. That And then she, I think that became a thing for her, right? Like she was mm-hmm. coming, doing shows with the NPC. Yep. And was like programming beats and singing along to it. So. Yep. And that might have been like the first time that had actually happened and probably exactly. gave her the spark. But yeah, Pete Rock was just kind of back there and was like, I'ma just do some stuff. <laughs> you know? Hey, and it worked. Mm-hmm. And I know we've been talking about like full-on outdoor festivals, but I think we gotta give it up for block parties too. Like Ooh, I, I haven't some. been to have I been to a good block party in a minute? Like well, block party is kind of a block party. Yeah. And that's really the time for a DJ to shine. Mm-hmm. Definitely a time for a DJ to to shine, and there was nothing like black parties in New York. Mm. I mean, experiencing in the the mid to late eighties, experiencing freestyle music and hip hop outdoors and a sound system, and oh, it immediately it makes me think of the Eastern Parkway Labor Day Parade. Okay. Which was a very big deal. First of all, it was a big deal for me because it always landed on my birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, it always meant that school was about to begin, but it was, and it was the last hurrah of the summer. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you get your reggae and your your soca and your calypso fix on that one day, 
I'll never forget, I ended up following this one truck, this one sound system. I ended up following them, and I just kept, they call it tripping, tripping mm-hmm. down the street mm-hmm. with the um, sound system. And I'll never forget, I started off at Utica Avenue. Before I knew it, I was damn near downtown Brooklyn. That's how long I had been walking. How with far the is that for those who don't know? Ooh, do you like it? It's a it's a hike. <laughs> like I literally, before you knew it, I had to take the train back home. That's how wow, far. Wow, that was and, far, <laughs> and didn't realize how far I had been walking because just because I had was enjoying the sound system. And the 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 soca and the calypso and the reggae, and you know people were walking it, walking and whining at the same time. So you know hormones were jumping. So there was a lot going on. I'll just say that that my my little fourteen year old mind got distracted, and before I knew it, I was on had to take a train back home. But that's what those are the things. That, those are the memories that you know that summertime and music create mm-hmm. you know those are the memories that you hope to create that will take you through your adulthood as yeah. a young person and i you know i really feel bad for young people because that are they're coming up especially because of the pandemic mm-hmm. coming up they lost we all lost a couple years of that and i full out understand why they are rebelling and trying to eat up as much of it as they can and make memories because I have my memories and I, you know, I have to say, you know what? I get it. Y'all want to have your memories too. And I'm not mad at it. It's just, wow. It's just that so much has changed, but you know, I really hope for their sake that they do get to make some memories. Yeah. You know, it makes me long for, and this is personally when I think of like my hometown of Chester, Pennsylvania, it does make me long for what it would be like to do some of that stuff outdoors. But and now, but now my at my at my age, you have the the safety fears and the, mm-hmm. all these others. Like, but I will say this: there's a um last summer um. My, uh, the city did kind of a streets alive sort of thing, and I'm um, pause. Trey was like, "Listen, I'm a grown ass man, and I'm still trying to get my life and make some memories." That's right, Trey. Um, but they did a streets alive thing in my hometown, and what was so dope? There's a DJ. I'm gonna shout him out right now. DJ Darrell, um, who's dope local DJ. Now this is a young cat, so Sir Daniel, he's spinning the stuff. So I went up to him, and I'm sure I I'm sure I said a version of, "I like what you, I like that, <laughs> that what you doing, I like it." Like, <laughs> That's good. But what it what it brought up for me is the fact that this music, this music that we talk about so often on cue points, is timeless, yeah. and people it makes people smile, it makes people happy, and so when I think of stuff like block parties. Um, it's all of this music that we keep talking about that fill the streets and just make folks want to dance and smile and eat and hug on each other. And that mm-hmm. more of that for summer of 2022, please. 
please. I mean, we literally were chasing a feeling. We're literally chasing a feeling. We're trying to recreate and feel something that felt good to us again. And, you know, fingers crossed we can get some of it again this summer, but safely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Listen, um, y'all, this has been amazing. Like, you know... I know y'all are thinking about your own summer memories and, you know, if you want to share it with us, we have plenty of ways that you can share them with us, including our website. Absolutely. So please, y'all, make sure that you go ahead and become a Q Points Insider. We're going to put the link in the chat so that y'all can do that. Make sure that you subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. You can leave us a rating and you can type something if you've listened to the show and you've gotten really inspired. You can leave us a review and a rating over on Podchaser. We actually got a shout out this past week on last week's show over there. So please, please rate the show um, and and leave us your comments. We really, really need it. It helps to spread the word about the show. And if you are joining us anywhere but on YouTube, you should go ahead and subscribe to us on YouTube. And I'm going to drop the link to that in the chat as well. Please subscribe and, you know, get your love. Shout out to the, um, to the Reckoning we got a nice little, we got a nice shout out on the record yeah. with regards to podcasts that uh, you should be listening to. And I'm super proud of us for that. Absolutely. I'm actually going to put the link to that in the chat as well. So definitely, um, yeah, you know what I'm saying? That's dope, mm-hmm. dope stuff. So I do have to say, okay, so I work over at the reckoning as well. I can't, I'm excited, mm-hmm. but I, I do, I do. But I'm excited that, you know, our editor at large, Darian, felt enough. So Darian wrote this super dope thing about us. So I'm going to read what Darian wrote about us because it was super dope. And I was happy to read it and be like, oh my God, that feels good. So here's what he said. So merging cultural critique with their vast knowledge of music history, these two Black gay creatives never sacrifice entertainment for enlightenment. Yet somehow they managed to do both and their listeners can't get enough. Take that. (laughs) So I'm putting the link to that in the chat and make sure that y'all go and follow and listen to all of the podcasts on this list because they dope. They're really dope. Oh, Jerry, um, can you still do the running man? Absolutely. I could do the running man. Why are you, why are you asking me? What about the Roger Rabbit? I can still do the Roger Rabbit. Okay, good. Because you're gonna be you're gonna need to do those dances on Saturday, because this Saturday is an um another episode of Sugar Honey on the Rocks. It's the and this is the it's a new Jill swing edition, and I'm talking new. It's really new Jill swing, not new Jack, because you know the show is dedicated to all women of black women in music. There's a few Ivory Queens in there, um, but it's an all vinyl set. And if I do say so myself, it's going to be one of those fly girl moments Yo. where you're going to be bucking because it's just it's just a fun time. And I hope you guys join me on Mixcloud.com uh, backslash the Sir Daniel uh, Saturday, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So our friends on the West Coast can join the party as well. And it's just going to be a great time, y'all. Yo, can a shout out again for Sugar Honey on the Rocks. Um, you know, it's just a good time. I'm so 
I just, you so dope. And I'm so proud of you for keeping this going. And are you over at Rocksteady again on Sunday? I will be at Rocksteady on Sunday doing the slow jams. Such Okay, I know we're uh, going over our time, but I got to tell y'all this. It was such a weird thing on Sunday at Rocksteady. All of a sudden, we just got this sea of people showing up. And, of course, it was getting close to the time that I was about to sign off. Mm-hmm. But all of a sudden, the sea of people, young people started coming in. And you can see the look on the on the staff's face like, where are all these people coming from? And we're we're about to stop serving food in like maybe an hour or so. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, y'all, I'm about to, y'all about to get one good old sing-along moment. <laughs> I had them singing to um, Monica, So Gone. Yes. And we, and we ended it on another sing-along. So I can't remember what the last song I played was. But it was, it was a moment. I was like, where are all these people coming from? But hey, if y'all came to see me, I'm happy to oblige y'all i'll be there next sunday from six to ten for your r&b laid back r&b sundays and it's just a good time but j ray what do we say every week in this life you have a choice you can either pick up the needle or you can let the music play i'm sir daniel and i'm j ray y'all Peace. this has been q points we'll see you next week <laughs> <laughs>